The word of the Lord from Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came up to Jesus and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left in your glory. And Jesus said to them, You don't know what you are asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized? And they said to him, We are able. And he said, Jesus said to them, The cup that I drink you will drink, and with the baptism with which I am baptized you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or my left hand is not mine to grant, but it is for those whom it has been prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be indignant at James and John. And Jesus called them to him and said, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you. But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever be first among you must be a slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for today's sermon comes from the gospel lesson that I just read to you a moment ago and serves as the basis of our theme, Ambition Misplaced. Ambition is something all of us wish we had, and something many think is necessary to have any kind of success in business or life in general. But ambition also has selfish undertones. Oftentimes, people are willing to cut corners for profit and glory. Shakespeare described this element wonderfully in his play, Macbeth. Here we had the man, Macbeth, who was willing to murder both his friend and king in order to realize his own ambitions of power and glory. He had all the opportunity and the will, but as his wife described him, he lacked one essential quality that would make his victory complete and without misgivings. Thou wouldst be great, art not without ambition, but without the illness should attend it. His wife knew what Macbeth would only discover later in the play. He may have had the ambition for worldly power, but he did not have the stomach for it. He was not a man who could set aside his morals and guilt after achieving his desired goal. This is telling for those of us who would be willing to break the rules in order to achieve success. Some in the stock industry have faltered because of insider trading and corrupt dealings. Many a spouse has found their satisfaction in the arms of another, only ruining their own and their children's lives in the process. Many have aspired to political positions of power and fame, only to leave good sense and integrity behind. In the end, what do they have? Some have a jail cell that awaits them. 
Some live their lives alone without family to surround them. And some have all the money, all of the power, and none of the satisfaction of living a life that is worth recounting. Today, James and John express this ambition and desire to rule the world, and Jesus immediately picks up on their ambition and gives them a taste of reality. The ambition that Jesus recognizes in these two roustabouts is one of desire to be first in the kingdom, literally masters of arms that could rule with the power and might of ten Roman legions with Jesus behind them all the way. James and John must not have been very perceptive or keen on what Jesus was saying, for he had just finished giving them an incredibly detailed account of his ultimate demise. And here these two yahoos start talking about their place in the kingdom with Jesus. Jesus knows that only the cross would bring these two up to speed on the reality of what was about to happen and would truly make them disciples of Christ who would experience the very drinking of the cup he was to drink and would experience the very baptism that he was about to undergo. If James and John wanted to be at the right and left of Jesus when he came into his glory, they must first know that the right and the left was indeed not for Jesus to give because the right and the left would come on a day when Jesus was crucified and a criminal would be at his right and another criminal would be at his left. That would not be John and James. But right here in this passage, Jesus does prophesy their deaths. James in Acts 12, verse 2, and later the banishment of John to the island of Patmos in Revelation chapter 1, verse 9. While they may not have understood it then, they most certainly understood what Jesus meant by drinking the cup he was about to drink when they truly suffered and died for the sake of their faith in Jesus. So what sort of ambition do we have? Are we those that are willing to do what it takes for the people of Lake County to hear the gospel? Or would we rather stay in our comfortable, air-conditioned sanctuary and just hope that the pagans come marching right in? Are we willing to find more creative ways that we can share with the people what we know about Jesus as our Lord and Savior? Or would we rather concentrate on having the nicest facilities that look like no one is ever in them? Do we have this selfish kind of ambition that looks out only for the easy way to do church? church? Or do we have the kind of ambition that energizes the whole community into hearing the wonderful merit of our Savior? No. We have not always had the strength or the money or the willingness to do what we have to do to share the gospel here in Mount Dora, Tiberias, and Eustace. But thanks be to God that Jesus can still work with us fallible creatures. Consider James, who was selfish and self-centered. He would be inspired by the Holy Spirit to write the book of his namesake that would not let any of us forget our works in the kingdom of heaven will demonstrate our faith. Consider John, 
whose blundering and idiocy was overcome by the Holy Spirit so that he might write the book of Revelation. That is the only book that promises we will be blessed if we read it. Today, we commend our works to God and we can look for the blessings that emanates from our faith in the very ambition of Christ himself. A factory owner once lamented about the ambition of his son. He talked with a friend about how his son was about to graduate from business school and then attend to his projected plans. The friend asked him if those plans should include taking over the family-run factory. No, unfortunately, taking over the factory for me does not meet with his ambition, said the factory owner. Well, whatever would be his ambition if he won't take the factory, inquired his puzzled friend. The factory owner looked at his friend and replied with exasperation. His only ambition is to marry the daughter of a wealthy factory owner. Now, my dear brothers and sisters, consider another father's son. Nary a few months from graduation from college, he fell into the right position with the right company after having worked tirelessly for all four years of college in tough positions just to get a leg in the door anywhere. One of those doors was open for the young man, and he excitedly told his mother and father how close he was to achieving his dream. Dad, I can see the real potential of this company that the owners want, but middle management isn't equipped or knowledgeable about going there, he explained. What are you going to do about it, his father asked. I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to show them we can change the world. This company has that kind of potential. That's great, son. Go for it. The father beamed with pride. It may work out for that young man. It may not. But he has the right heart for why we do what we do. We're not put into the world to serve ourselves and achieve our goals. We are sinners made saints, washed by the blood of Christ, flowing from the cross where Jesus sacrificed himself to give us our lives in this world to change the world for God. That's when we know it was never our ambition that mattered, but Christ's ambition for us from the very creation of the world to the day he comes to take us home. And we have but one life to live in this world, in the favor and grace of our Lord and Savior. Let us not waste this opportunity by giving into worldly ambition. Rather, submit to the ambition of our Savior, who has called us to share his name with the world for salvation. Now may that peace, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.